Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. We are going to start this episode off uh, with the somber news that wrestling legend Scott Hall had passed away after complications arose uh, from hip replacement. Uh, Scott suffered uh, three heart attacks coming out of hip replacement surgery and had to be put on life support to kind of help him through things until the family made the decision to uh, remove the life support. And even at that point, Scott survived for several hours despite the odds of you know the machine keeping him alive being removed uh showing that he was a fighter up until the end uh like honestly like we all knew he was and this obviously comes to a punch it comes as a punch to the gut in the wrestling industry as uh, scott had done a lot of good to uh rehabilitate his image the last decade after becoming clean and sober with the help of diamond dallas page um and you know we could talk about how you know this is not fair um but let's let's just be honest with ourselves that you know death is never fair and never comes you know when we expect it or want it um but in the meanwhile, uh, Scott's passing has left, you know, a giant hole in the wrestling industry and he will be greatly missed. So safe travel, Scott. Uh, we will miss you. All right. Something a little bit more cheerier, uh, though there's nothing we can do that really can kind of like properly segue from that. Um, but we still have a show to do and, uh, you know, wrestling is always moving. So our news for the week is basically the filled out card for the latest uh, MLW Azteca Underground or M as MLW Azteca. Eh, they throw in all the words out there and I'm an idiot and I'm not scripting it. And I'm also, you know, still filling the emotions of the previous monologue. But uh, <clears throat> MLW Azteca is coming back uh, April Fool's Day, April 1st at Gillies in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we got uh, several match announcements, uh, most notably the Azteca Apocalypto LA Park versus Jacob Fatu, which should be a phenomenal match. Those two tore down the house a couple of years ago when they met. We also have trios action with Aerostar, Microman, and El Dragon taking on Eres, Mini Abismo Negro, and a mystery opponent. We also have Octagon Jr. taking on M-Dog 20, Matt Cross. And last but not least, just announced, Holodead will be taking on Chick Tormenta. Anywho, moving on, we have Television Action Fusion 137. The Forbidden Door gets kicked open. Uh, the Open Door Policy gets kicked shut? Question mark? Uh, either way, we have show to review. Let's get to it. Uh, the show opens with a memorial graphic for Scott Hall, again, who uh, passed away this past week after complications from hip replacement surgery. Um, before moving on to our, you know, the things that are happening at hand, we get a recap of the end of the Davy Richards-Alexander Hammerstone World Heavyweight title match, uh, which your boy Hammer came out victorious. Unfortunately, though... The celebration is spoiled by Richard Holiday snapping and attacking Hammerstone, drawing blood, and getting it all over his nice white suit in the process. Uh, this 
segues into uh, Holiday's promo. He's coming through uh, Charlotte. He kind of runs down the history of wrestling, putting over Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes. And he now notes that, you know, there's another piece of wrestling history in Charlotte, and that is the blood of Alexander Hammerstone. Holiday gets down to his knees and shows uh, the blood splatters on the floor and note that, you know, Hammer's blood will always stay in Charlotte. We get our introduction package. Rich Bocchini, Joe Drombowski, run down our card tonight. Uh, we have a medical update for our World Heavyweight Championship, or, well, World Heavyweight Champion, Alexander Hammerstone, uh, and a main event featuring TJP taking on Buddy Matthews, Secret No More, the Elite Wrestler. Um, but before we can get too far into that, a limo pulls up. Have no clue who's in it, but we're just going to cut away. We are going to have our first match of the evening. It is Freebird Miranda Gordy, the daughter of Terry Bam Bam Gordy, taking on new WWE signee Roxy. Roxy is also notable for being uh, the most recent uh Ring of Honor Women's Champion as well uh, before signing with the WWE. Uh, match starts off uh, with, well, before the match can even start off, Gordy, uh, as Gordy's coming to the ring, I just make note of this because it entertained me, is that somebody in the crowd had the Von Eric foam fingers uh, and Gordy wandered by and nabbed that and ripped that in half in the ring. That was funny because... For those of you who aren't up on your wrestling history, uh, the Freebirds and the Von Erics uh, don't get along terribly well. Uh, and so the feud, I see, is going to live on, at least in the form of Miranda Gordy. Now, now we have match. Uh, so we start off slow feeling out process. Uh, Gordy, though, is the one taking over each of these exchanges. Gordy is the much larger competitor uh, compared to Rock C. So definitely has the strength advantage in using that you know, the best she can. Uh, Roxy does hit a bulldog headlock takeover, uh, but gets caught in a head scissors for her efforts. A La Mystica attempt by Roxy, but Gordy takes over right to that and just chopping the heck out of her, just chopping her down like she's just a little miniature tree. Uh, hits a big power slam, but only gets a two count for that. Uh, Roxy gets to come back, though, after uh, Miranda spears the ring post, uh, crossface attempt, and Gordy just power lifts out of that. Um, just can't keep Gordy down, just way too powerful. Um, and the next minute or so is uh, features several attempts of a powerbomb by Gordy, and after like the third or fourth attempt, she finally hits it. Oh, it was gnarly. Uh, and that's all it takes, just like her dad. Big power bomb to finish things off. One, two, three. Your winner, Miranda Gordy. Uh, after the match, she meets with Rich Bocchini, uh, calls herself the power weight division. And like, well, she's not the only one. I mean, I get, you know, uh, yeah, Willow Nightingale could probably join it. She is she's a big powerful woman as well. And so it could lead to a nice little hoss fight. That's just pure speculation at my end. Um but really like match tried to kind of tell big a big person, little person match. Um, but really <clears throat> wasn't a strong showing for that. Um, just in my opinion, of course. Um 
I would like to see a little bit more shine out of Roxy just to see, you know, what she can do. Um, and just to, you know, even if the end result is going to be the same, that she goes down valiantly. Uh, but I just think that would just have been a better, a slightly better use for her than just kind of this plotting match that we did end up getting. In other news, uh, Gino Medina la uh, last week uh, attacked Aramis, leaving him a mess. Uh, he didn't get punished for that, though. Cesar Duran actually gave uh, Medina a bonus for his actions against Aramis. This, though, is interrupted by a Mads Kruger promo. He's challenging Jacob Fatu to a Stairway to Hell match. Hail Contra. We also get a voiceover with Rich uh, Rich Bocchini, uh, and with footage of Cesar Duran getting news from some sort of underling, um, and footage of the limo sighted again. Uh, again, we're not going to knock on the door or anything. We're just going to take a look at this here limo. Uh, take it's not Cesar because Cesar's, you know, talking with an underling. We get a video package of uh, coming up next for Gangrel. He is going to be fanging and banging in MLW next week. We also now see the clout couple, Richard Holiday and Alicia Toot, are the people inside the limo. Shock of shocks. Um, they bring in cameraman Charlie Brzee's uh, to film, you know, something magical, something X-rated. But hold on a second, we got more stuff to do. Julius Smokes, for example, is out cutting a promo. I have no clue what he's talking about, as per the usual with uh, Julius Smokes, but I am all for it. Uh, but I did get out of it, though, is he's willing to die for Conan. Uh, following this, we get a behind-the-scenes look at our World Heavyweight Champion, Alexander Hammerstone. Uh, obviously, this is pre-recorded. Uh, he kind of talks about his roots in wrestling, uh, about coming up in a poor family, and him and his brother staying up late to watch the WWE and kind of that kind of Burgeoned into fandom in and of itself, with Hammer eventually going on to take part in wrestling training. Uh, his brother did not. And you know, we also get a discussion about Hammer and his musical hobbies as well. So it was a great, a great little look behind the curtain to see where uh, Hammer came from. Uh, humble origins, indeed, to take him from his, his, pa his upbringing to where he is now as a world heavyweight champion. Next, we get a video package. TikTok Killer Cross is returning, and that return is next week. Following this video package, we get a medical update on a handful of Major League Wrestling superstars, uh, first of which are the Von Erichs. Uh, they were attacked backstage by 5150. Marshall Von Erich has a fractured ankle. He is going to be out three to four weeks, and his brother Ross has a grade one concussion he is considered day-to-day -day. but most importantly the medical update on our world heavyweight champion and that is there is no update on our world heavyweight champion because he is refusing the medical protocols so no one's really knows what's going on with him great bait and swerve right there court great bait and swerve bro so we're just going to take this opportunity here to swerve our way over and Take a break. Just a brief one. Get some energy drinks. Listen to whatever it is that we have to shill. I will be right back. Now, whether you're someone who works out 
or, like me, needs to maintain focus and mental clarity, we could all use a pick-me-up. That's where Ray's Energy steps in. With Refresh technology, Ray's provides a hydrating, sugar-free boost of energy without the crash some other energy drinks have. You can find out where you can get Ray's Energy near you by visiting www.repsports.com. And while you're there, check out the other products that Rep offers, such as pre- and post-workout supplements and snacks. And if you want some extra savings, order online and apply my discount code CASS, that's C-A-S-S, at checkout for 15% off your order. All right, we are back with Emilio Sparks. He is with the judge, E.J. Nduka. He was also attacked by 5150 last week. Uh, he gets a word with the judge, and the judge notes that, you know, he tries to live a righteous life, and le- tries to lead the path of right. 5150, though, they chose wrong last week. Um, but you don't repay evil with evil. You don't repay insult with insult. You repay pe- or you repay people back with good. And soon, fifty one fifty are going to get it real good. We come back to the clout couple uh, getting ready to put on their X rated show. Uh, Holiday begins kissing Lelisha when her phone rings. Uh, they get some big news via the telephone, much bigger than Richard Holiday and or his package, if that is possible, and they leave. So we've done enough backstage shenanigans. It is time for our main event, open door policy match. TJP taking on the best kept secret. Well, at least the se- well, it used to be the best kept secret. He is a secret no more. Buddy Matthews. Uh, before the match can start, though, TJP comes out with the mic. He talks about how he hates the open door policy because all the indie darlings suck balls. And he is going to close that door because he is the cruiser, cruiser great. There we go. I almost just called him another cruiserweight, but no, he is the cruiser great. Uh, this is supposed to be kind of a mystery challenge match. Of course, we've already given it away that it's Buddy Matthews. Matthews comes out. Uh, he knows that he is kicked down the door, and Matthews himself is the greatest cruiserweight. Uh, so with this, the bell rings. We has match. Uh, the two trade arm holes, ending with a standoff. Uh, they go back at it, and uh, Matthews tweaks his ankle, uh, bouncing off the ropes on a go-over. Uh, goes outside to kind of shake it off. TJP tries to attack and gets sent to the guardrail twice, uh, but eventually they both come back in the ring, and TJP he hits a Triangle dropkick to Matthew's knee to really kind of further damage it. Uh, We go to break, and when we come back, Matthew's is outside and comes in and just gets the snot stomped out of him. TJP continues to work over the leg, utilizing specifically a figure four leg lock. Matthew's reverses it, though, gets the pressure, but TJP gets to the ropes and lets go. Uh, Matthew's pushes TJP over the top rope with his good leg and then hits a nasty-looking rope-hung DDT. We get a strike battle, ending with a TJP and Zagiri. But right after this, Matthew hits a Matthews hits a flourish of offense, a lot of which uh, requires that use of that leg that's injured. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, but all that, you know, goes goes for naught. We go to break again. Both uh, both competitors are down. Uh, Murphy's Law is countered into a roll-up for a two-count. Uh, TJP fights out of the corner with a neckbreaker out of the turnbuckle. 
Matthews' knee collapses off a sunset bomb attempt when both men are up on top. Uh, TJP mocks everyone, goes for his dab, and Matthews just snatches his head and traps it in the turbuckle, and we get a super kick party off of that. Good thing that knee is very injured. Uh, and then followed up with a big power bomb for two. TJP comes back, locks in the rings of Saturn, and Matthews fights out of it, uh, counters out of a detonation kick, kind of rolls TJP through, hits a curb stomp. I wonder where he learned that from. Um, both Matthews and TJP goes up to the top rope and kind of tussle up there, try to jockeying for position, uh, get, you know, get, get the leverage to kind of battle out of that. When TJP shoves the ref out of the way and allows him to kind of get a dirty, I, a dirty gouging in to, uh, knock Matthews off the top rope, uh, get a frog splash to the knee, um, Gets a two count off of that, uh, and then pops it directly into a knee bar. Uh, Murphy or Matthews, sorry, has no choice but to tap out. The match is over. Open door closed. Your winner, TJP. And this, you know, in, in theory, like a very solid match between the two. A lot of you know, a lot of back and forth action, uh, trying to tell the story of uh, Matthews's knee being, you know, being a weak point for this match. But unfortunately, like for me, what kept taking me out of it was that like almost every single set of flurries, of uh, offensive flurries that Matthews did, like involved the leg in some way. Like, like uh, it's. Kind of, you know, it's like Davy Richards esque, like, oh, magically we're okay. Like, my league hurts. Oh, magically okay now to do a bunch of like random kicks. Even if I'm not kicking with a bad leg, I still have to put, you know, use use the uh, bad leg as a support and bracing. Um, and just things like that really kind of like took me out of the moments at times, even when Matthews was, you know, making his comeback. Um, again, that's a me thing, and if that's not a you thing, then, I mean, it shouldn't have really affect your enjoyment of the match at all. And again, like, barring that, like, I think the match was a fun match overall. Um, just a solid affair with, like, two of the top guys in, in independent wrestling. Um, and the MLW mainstay gets the victory. However, with the main event, the show is not over. We go to Cesar Duran's office, where we have, once again, all of the audio issues. Um, well, okay, not all the audio issues. But, like, once again, it's really quiet. Um, like, I had a lot of problems hearing what Duran had to say, but luckily I'd cranked it up enough by the end to uh, get the summary that that Hammerstone has been non-compliant with the medical protocol, which we noted earlier in the show. Uh, and because of this, Cesar is issuing the ultimatum that next week Hammer needs to show up on MLW Fusion. And if he does not, the World Heavyweight Championship will be vacated. Giggle, giggle, giggle. Cackle, cackle, cackle. That is how we are going to end the show. Uh, so... That is MLW Fusion 137. Um, a lot of, you know, progression story-wise, um, but not, I don't think it's the best way to go about uh, your, you know, match work. Um, again, I kind of thought the Gordy-Roxy match was kind of a, 
kind of slow and wasn't the best showcase for, I mean, Roxy without it, you know, without calling it going into like a squash match or whatever. Um, and then I, you know, as I said, like despite the main event being very solid, uh, it, I had, you know, I got taken out of it by the whole like knee thing. Um, and again, also, you know, still lacked some oomph on that as well. Um, but the back, uh, but the backstage shenanigans, um, the storyline progression though, uh, kept everything moving fast pace. Otherwise, whether it's the dynasty implosion, uh, the 5150 updates, um, and just all the other little things as well. Medina's bonus Kruger promo, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Also, Hey, if nothing else, Gangrel debuts next week, man, can't go wrong with that. Anyway, that is our show. Uh, my voice is giving out. Uh, word of, so of warning, like actually thinking this through for once, planning ahead. Um, I am actually going to be out of town during the re- the normal recording period for MLW Confusion. Um, so I'm going to pre-record some show of some sort, whether I do, we'll call it the, like, the lost uh, issue of Fusion while I was sick. Or find something else to talk about. Uh, I haven't fully decided yet, but there'll still be a show at the normal time. Uh, we just won't be the you know latest episode of Fusion. Uh, so thank you guys for that. Um, hey, I just remember uh, good for, good on me for that as well. But thank you guys for listening. Thank uh, thank you everyone for your support. Stay tuned to find out the best ways to help support a small podcast. And otherwise, I will technically be here next week but really like i'll be here live in two weeks so you know see you all in two weeks mlw confusion is a weekly podcast that is written and performed by rob cammer and hosted at anchor fm the background music for this section is ruined my day performed by alan schroeder if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support please like subscribe and tell your friends family and enemies leaving a review would also be helpful Word-of-mouth advertisement, of course, is very important for us small podcasts. For my social media links, they can be found in the description below, but the Twitter and Instagram are both at the Nova of Cass, T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S, and Facebook is at MLW Confusion. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade my equipment, please check out my virtual chip jar at www.kofi.com slash Casanova. That is C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. If you'd prefer more bang for your buck, go to patreon.com slash Casanova, where for as little as $1, backers get access to the podcast early and without those pesky ads, plus other exclusive content. So head up the crew and join Maverick45, Alan Schroeder, and Keith Wynn, and check it out. You can also find t-shirts at whatamaneuver.net slash collections slash the Confusion Podcast. There's hyphens in between the Confusion Podcast, of course. And for other business inquiries, such as ads and sponsorships, please email me at rzkammer, K-A-M-E-R-E-R, at comcast.net. Thank you all for listening.